0: As you may know, every single Thursday, I actually do a live episode of The Breakdown. And as I'm recording this, I'm just a few minutes away from going live. But I want to play a special interview that I got to do with Jackie Esser, who is running for district attorney in Honolulu. They, they have a different title for it. It's just called Prosecutor There. And in every position of district attorney is a prosecutor's position but had an opportunity to speak with her not only about um, the current state of the justice system in Honolulu, but what it means to be running during the pandemic. And we are hoping to elect her because believe it or not, Honolulu is also highly incarcerated. Hawaii is also highly incarcerated, just like the rest of the country. So please enjoy this interview with a brilliant woman. She is a lifelong public defender who is running for prosecutor in Honolulu. This is Jackie Esser. The the Breakdown. The the, Breakdown. The Breakdown. Hey everybody, I want to introduce you to Jackie Esser. Jackie, am I pronouncing your last name correctly? That's correct. Yeah. Jackie Esser, Esser, who is running for a position that we know around the country as district attorney, but it has many different titles. Some places call it state's attorney. Uh, She is in Honolulu, Hawaii. Right now, it is early in the morning there in Honolulu, and she is running for the position of prosecutor there in Honolulu, and i've learned some stuff just because you're running jackie i've learned some stuff about honolulu's struggle with mass incarceration and i think for a lot of people we have a stereotypical view of what hawaii is what honolulu is about and we think we think sun and beaches but there is there's some real challenge there as well and you've been a public defender where you have been representing families and individuals who've who've been impacted by mass incarceration can you can you tell us more about hawaii's struggles with mass incarceration and and ultimately why you decided to run for this position of prosecutor to to change the system from the inside out
1: sure absolutely well uh you know, thank you for this opportunity to be here, Sean. It's it's a real honor to uh, be having this conversation with you and just drawing light on what's going on in Hawaii. Our correctional facilities in 1978, we had about 700 people, to today we have over 5,300. But it's gotten to the point where we send uh, our people to uh, correctional facilities on the continent, like Arizona, Saguaro, and, um, which makes it even... Families can't visit their loved ones. Um, they have to get on a plane.
0: Are you saying that Hawaii's uh, jails and prisons are so full that people are being sent to, to, to places like Arizona? Is that, I just want to make sure I heard that correctly.
1: Right, yeah, no, so we partner with some private prisons uh, in places like Arizona, that's where the majority are housed, and other states do that across the nation, but for Hawaii, when you can't get in a car and drive and see, loved ones are ripped apart from each other for years, uh, which makes reentry and coming back uh, so much harder for um, people to transition on um, out of a you know back into society. So Hawaii is actually fortunate. We have a really low uh, crime rate. Like we don't have very many murders. We don't have very many serious violent crimes. Uh, we are we're a population of just under a million on Oahu, and um, but we do have because uh, of the cost of living and just the the type of work that is here. Uh, We and lack of affordable housing. We have a lot of houseless. uh, We have a lot of people who are suffering with substance use disorder. And instead of providing treatment and investing in health and education and housing, uh, we use our police and our jails and our prisons to solve all of our problems. Mm. And so we've been doing this and, uh, we've gotten to a point where, uh, it's just, it's generational at this point, um, that we're destroying families. And so about a year ago, so I've been a public defender going almost about 11 years now. And I love being a public defender, but it wears you down this cycle that you see. And I always thought, um, I was helping people, but about a year ago, I realized I'm absolutely not helping people. I'm part of the problem and I can't change it. I can't change it as a public defender, but I started seeing people with my similar backgrounds, uh, public defender, uh, running on platforms. What I've been advocating, you know, my entire career as a public defender, they're saying it publicly as a prosecutor and running on that platform, which, uh, it just—it was inspiring to see, and they're getting elected, and they're making these reforms, and we're seeing that public safety is increasing, and uh, so that really inspired me to uh, to to decide to run. If you would have told me a year ago I'd be running for prosecutor, I would have laughed for days. Um, that right. was <laughs>
0: it's funny because um, there is a um, a misnomer that you, that in changing the system that you don't care about public safety. And I think what you what what I've heard, I watched several interviews that you've done there is that you understand that you can fight to reduce the number of incarcerated people and actually make the city safer.
1: Right, yeah, and we see that. And it's just extremely easy to run on a campaign of fear that we lock everybody up. It sells, uh, it buys votes. Um, And that's gotten us into this mess. And uh, what we truly know and what the science shows is that public health is public safety. The war on drugs has um, done nothing but devastated families. Uh, You know, the criminalization of poverty has done nothing but filled our jails. And it's not solving any problems. People are released worse off than when they came in. Um so it com- it takes a complete overhaul of all systems of policing of prosecuting and or, and how we treat someone when they are incarcerated and just rethinking on um, corrections in general.
0: You told me something that I, I read even in preparation for this that no economy in the entire country has actually been hit harder than Hawaii's economy because so much of it is reliant on tourism and tourism has has basically mm-hmm grind it to a you know a complete halt. There's gonna be a major budget shortfall for, for the city and for the state. Should we be able to show voters that the current way things are done is also a major waste of money.
1: It's not even just the moral thing to do. It's uh, the common sense thing to do. I mean, we have a roughly 1,100 people in our jail right now who are pretrial because they can't afford their bail. And to house someone in our correctional facilities here, it's $198 a day. I know in other states, it's maybe around like 130 but it's $198 a day wow. we spend. So it's $209,000 every single day we're paying. Mm. To house people simply because they can't afford bail, and and here, as long as I've been uh, a public defender here, uh, judges set bail purposely. There's no the the you know if it's a Class C felony, the punishable up to five years in prison, it's just automatic eleven thousand dollar bail. There's no individual um, you know analysis into a person's ability to pay, and so what we're seeing is that there's all these collateral consequences to that. You can't you can't go to work, you can't prepare your case, your case, uh, you're likely going to plead guilty just to get out. And so there's all of these devastating consequences um, with, and just a complete waste of money that we could be using to, you know, create a robust pretrial service. We could um, improve uh, treatment and just lift the barriers to getting into treatment if we were investing that $209,000 a day into our communities, education and housing. And so, uh, you know, it's really easy for people to think, oh, just, uh, lock them up. But when you really, truly start thinking about what that's doing, not only are we not improving public safety, we are wasting millions of dollars every single year. For,
0: and these are, and these are men, women, and children who have not been found guilty of a crime. I mean, and we're just, you're just talking about a little, I, I mean, I'm, I was trying to, I'm not a, I'm not a math expert, Jackie, but I was trying to do the math. I mean, we're talking about over a million dollars a week. We're talking about 50 plus million dollars a yeah. year to house people who have not yet been found guilty of anything.
1: Right. Yeah. Or even a risk of public safety. Um, they're just there simply because they can't afford their bail. And that's right. What, what you said is a really small group of the people currently in our jail. The other people in our jail right now are people who have been deemed appropriate by a judge that they're safe to be in the community, uh, but they are using uh, drugs and they need treatment. But we throw them in jail. They sit there for months until they resolve their probation case. They plead guilty and then they're back in the community but with no additional help, um, right back to, you know, the problems that they had before. It, it just it, it makes absolutely when you stop and really think about what is the purpose of incarceration, uh, it's it just doesn't make any sense.
0: Hey, everybody, I need to pause quickly from that interview and give a word from one of our favorite beloved sponsors. You know, mental health is not always the easiest thing to talk about but I believe everybody should have a therapist. And over the past year, my family has started doing family therapy and it's truly helped how we communicate and solve our problems. Now, it can be hard to find the right therapist and even harder to find one that's affordable. That's why BetterHelp is so great. BetterHelp is an online service that will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Now, it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling And they have financial aid available as well. Now, listen, it's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online, and I love it. Now, you can visit BetterHelp.com slash Breakdown. That's Better H-E-L-P. And join the over 700,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. And Breakdown listeners, Get 10% off of your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Breakdown. Check it out. The, 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 breakdown. the Breakdown. Now back to my interview with Jackie. I know sometimes those of us who think, think of ourselves as, as liberals or progressives, like we don't necessarily always think of things as a, a waste of money or, or not, but it's like, listen, that money... If just a fraction of that money was spent on treatment and education and job placement, you would see recidivism go down. You you would you would see outcomes go up. You would see healthier families and communities. And I know all of those things are 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 what you're imagining and what you're fighting for.
1: No, you're exactly right, Sean. And um, Hawaii has a little bit. Well, it has a very different history than other states uh, in the nation. But our Our community, our society was based off of colonization and it required that there be two classes of people and our criminal justice system perpetuates that. We've always been the number one uh, state with the biggest homeless population. Recently, we moved to the number two spot. Um, But yeah, this is money that uh, we've been throwing into the criminal justice system, dealing with uh, issues like poverty because, um, you know, hotel industry, people who are building hotels can't have people on the beach, right? They, that's not going to sell for their, their tourist package. And so we criminalize it and we put these people in our jails, uh, until they plead guilty, uh, to sleeping in a park and we release them and they go to the next block. It's just, it's just a mus- a game of musical chairs. Uh, cycle. Yeah, it's just, and it's just a complete waste of money with no long-term solutions. Um, also in Hawaii, uh, we have been devastated by COVID. We have the highest unemployment rate. Over half of the people are on unemployment right now. And uh, we are talking about, our, our officials are talking about cutting state budgets, um, which our teachers, our educators who already don't make a livable wage, um, their salary is going to be cut. But at, at the same exact time, our leaders are talking about building a new jail, not even a prison where we could bring back our family members who are in Arizona. We're talking about a new jail, a half a billion dollar new jail to house more people pre-trial. It's just outrageous.
0: I see this waste all over the country and 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 what's wild is it's often advanced by Democrats that we voted for, right, and 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 I try to explain to people like justice reform. There are times, there are moments where it's partisan, but there are other times where it's like, no, listen, Democrats and Republicans are both advancing bad ideas here, and we sometimes need independent voices to come in and say, no, we could do better than than a, a half a billion dollar jail in the middle of a pandemic. It's a it'd be bad at at any point of Hawaii's economy. Uh, Jackie, I want people to be able to go somewhere where they can learn more about you, about your campaign, um, be able to donate and volunteer as well. Where can people learn more about you and your campaign?
1: Uh, thank you so much. So my website is com. That's E-S-S-E-R for justice.com. We're on social media, so follow us on Instagram, ESSER for Justice, Facebook, ESSER for Justice, and Twitter, ESSER, the number 4J.
0: You know, uh, Jackie, I joked that uh, me and my friends at Real Justice, we were so looking forward to coming out there to campaign with you and for you. Uh, What I hope now is that there is a time in the not-too-distant future that we can come out there and celebrate your victory, but we're going to be fighting for you in every way.
1: I can't wait for that day. I really can't wait. So um, thank you so much for you, Sean, and all your advocacy and the attention you bring to light on these issues. And everyone at Real Justice, um, really, uh, our campaign wouldn't be as strong as it is right now without your help. So thank you so much.
0: Yeah, thank you, Jackie. You take care. All right. Good to see I you. I look
1: forward to seeing you in Hawaii soon.
0: Yeah, yeah take care. Aloha. Bye. Break it down. break. break, 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 break.